0: Here's a thought about high ISO versus slower shutters. My whole photographic career has been one about balancing the ISO and the shutter speed. And very rarely did I choose the higher ISO over the slower shutter speed. So for me, what that meant was tripods and long, slow shutter speeds. And rarely did I use artificial light and almost never did I use a faster film or what used to be called pushed development, Rodinal, and those kinds of things. Some of you from the film world will remember that name. But I always thought that Rodinal was the last choice I wanted to make. I would do anything rather than use Rodinal developer. And then along comes the digital world, where high ISO is not such a problem, at least if you keep it reasonable, certainly ISO 400, ISO 800, ISO even 1,000, is not something to really worry about because even the early digital cameras didn't have that much noise at those ISOs. But still, I wouldn't push too hard on the ISO because I, I just don't like film grain in the days of film or digital noise in today's digital workflows. Those are not characteristics of a photograph that I enjoy because they don't simulate human vision, and that's always been a fairly high goal for at least most of my work, is I wanted to simulate human vision. And high ISOs don't because they introduce these artificialities of grain and digital noise. So for years, one of the first things I would do every time I bought a new camera is test its noise capabilities, and I'd find out what the upper reaches of the ISO could be before it started to introduce noise that I couldn't eliminate in processing, and then I would set that as the maximum ISO I would use with that camera. Well, now with the advanced noise-reducing software that we have, Adobe's new D-Noise and topaz and even old-timer noise ninja they work so well on digital noise that it ceases to become an issue much anymore in my current camera which is micro four-thirds camera i've set my upper iso at 6400 because i know even at 6400 i can make a noise-free image that will be perfectly acceptable and so slow shutter speeds aren't required like they used to be. In my film days I'll bet my average shutter speed was probably slower than an eighth of a second. I did lots and lots of images that required the calculations of reciprocity failure. Now I have my camera default set at one twenty-five hundredth of a second and that has changed everything. The aesthetic of most of my images from the 70s, 80s, and 90s were based on low ISO films and long shutter speeds because that was necessary. Now the aesthetic of my images tend more to be really fast shutter speeds and the ISO is almost inconsequential because you can't see it in my images. And it's a radical change. I guess what I'm getting at here is that I I wasn't conscious that the advance of technology had changed my aesthetics so much. But it has. As cameras develop capabilities, we photographers adapt to those capabilities. And before we know it, we're making different kinds of pictures with different feel because we can and because the technology makes it so easy. I still use slow shutter speeds from time to time, particularly with moving water and things like that, but it's a conscious decision I make now based on a specific aesthetic that I want to create in the photograph, not based on a combination of technological decisions that require long shutter speeds in order to maintain my low ISO film or my low ISO camera. I suppose it's best if we make our aesthetic decisions based on the aesthetic needs of the moment and the image. But sometimes we, well, I, can find myself sliding into a new aesthetic more or less unconsciously because the capabilities of the camera have changed so much that I find myself making different aesthetic decisions that would have been impossible In a previous iteration of the technology. Copyright 2023, Lenswork Publishing.